So you've lost J.K. Dobbins. How do you replace him in your dynasty lineups? We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, it was it was it was a great first week of football. Lots of lots of highlights, lots of big plays and impressive performances. But we're talking dynasty here, so we're going to start mm-hmm. with the uh, what what might have been the biggest injury of the week. Certainly, the most serious from a dynasty standpoint. That's that name I mentioned at the top, J.K. Dobbins. This guy can't catch a break. Uh, t- tears his Achilles. His season is over. This will be, I believe the second season in second time in, in three years that he'll miss uh, virtually the entire season with an injury. So super frustrating uh, way to start the season. If, uh, if you're the Ravens, if you're JK Dobbins, most certainly, and you know, to a lesser extent, if you were relying on JK Dobbins in your fantasy lineups. It's brutal. And I really feel for the kid in that, you know, this is well over a year long injury. So yeah. who's going to sign him after the year, you know, and you're already yeah. what five years in and might his career be over who wants to deal with the rehab and all that stuff and to get him two years from now or a year and a half from now. And, you know, again, he's had two major injuries basically back to back. So where does this leave the Ravens? I mean, I think justice Hill, Seems to be a Harbaugh favorite, you know. I mean, I think he plays some special teams. He's been sticking around for a while. We know Edwards is a favorite of the team, but he's a certain type of plotter. Um, I wonder, I don't think Kareem Hunt would be in the mix, especially considering they had Ray Rice and there's a commonality there. I don't think we feel too far into. How about a Leonard Fournette? Could they all of a sudden start calling about Jonathan Taylor, move some cap space around? I've heard a guy like Antonio Gibson could be had on the cheap in, mm. you know, is that an option? Feels like they have to do something. You know, I think so. But then I also think back to uh, what they did two years ago when JK Dobbins missed uh, again, virtually the entire season with that ACL, or I believe he did miss the entire season except for that injury in preseason. If I'm remembering that correctly. And they just kind of churned through with guys like, Gus Edwards, uh, actually Edwards also had the injury that, but you know, Devontae right. Freeman and, um, and just, just, a, a who's who of those old NFL running backs. Maybe that was the Latavius Murray year. It all, it's all kind of running together. Um, and Fournette was my first thought as well when yeah. we heard the injury news, but they've essentially already chosen Melvin Gordon over Leonard Fournette because Melvin Gordon is, uh, is on the, the practice squad for the Ravens. So 
I just wonder if they're actually going to roll with Edwards Hill and Gordon. Um, that, that feels pretty ugly. Maybe it's, yeah. uh, maybe it's good news for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he'll run the ball more than he did on Sunday, Matt, I've got a team and maybe some of our listeners are in this position as well. Um, I've got a team. It's a contender. In fact, I led the entire league in scoring in this first week. But J.K. Dobbins was really my only running back. I, I mm. do only have to start one, so that's that's a little bit of a luxury. Um, I, I've got Alvin Kamara, but obviously have to wait a little bit longer on him. My next guy in line is actually a guy we'll talk about later, Josh Kelly. But um, if, if you're in that spot, you've got what you think is a contending team through the first week of the season, and you've got to replace J.K. Dobbins. Uh, would, would your first uh, – thought be to add one or uh, more than one of these new Ravens running backs, uh, Edwards, Hill, Gordon, or would it be to go out and, and try to make a trade? And if you're trading, who are you trusting? It was an ugly week for running backs yeah, really in general is. around the league. It's definitely an ugly week for running backs. I wouldn't overreact to that. Um, I don't love the idea of just rolling with Ravens. Yeah. You know, I mean, in these deep dynasty leagues, guys like Kenneth Gainwell aren't going to be available, but maybe uh, I know we're going to get to the waiver wire stuff here and, and we can talk about some of those names. So maybe I w- wouldn't even go down that road I'm trying to think like who would be a good running back target that maybe after week one didn't light it up. I mean, I'm looking at Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, that are. Okay have pretty defined roles, but this didn't, you know, light the world on fire in week one. Still feel good about Derrick Henry? I haven't for a while. To, mm. And I've been, you know, on the wrong end of that, obviously. James Conner? I mean, I guess if you want to go down that road is just the definition of a stopgap, get you through. I would imagine Conner probably has a similar week every week that he, just like he did. Maybe Conner ends yeah. up in Baltimore. Mm, yeah, right. I can see that, him that that would be fun. That would be, yeah, uh, that would be great. a major upgrade for him. I would imagine. Yeah. A lot of the running backs in that range, as you mentioned, not necessarily impressive at all. Derek Henry, Damian Pierce among them, Miles Sanders, uh, Aaron Jones certainly was impressive, but uh, dealing with an injury, we'll see how significant that is. Mixon didn't look great. Cam Akers no. looked terrible. We'll talk more about that one soon. Uh, Madison, not great. I must threw I must threw Ty Chandler out there as a trade target or a, or a waiver wire. Just a either I, one. I don't. I think he could beat out Madison before long. I just think that could happen in Minnesota. And week one was their running game was horrendous. Yeah, it certainly was. Lots of disappointing running back performances, uh, and and several injuries around the league as well. Uh, it, it's a rough time if you're trying to it is. replace J.K. Dobbins. The, I guess the good news is I, I do feel like my situation where he's the one on your team uh, and you're a contender is probably pretty rare. If you're if you're a true yeah. contender, uh, you likely have some depth there. <clears throat> I obviously don't pretty, pretty stacked at the other spot. So we'll see if I can I use some of that go. depth. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to find some of that, use some of that depth to uh, find a running back. That's actually going to be on the field. Uh, Matt on Tuesdays here, as we're, uh, as, as we're recording, we are going to be talking about dynasty transactions throughout the season. That's why we started with that JK Dobbins talk and what to do 
about that situation. We'll highlight some waiver wire targets throughout the season. Also talk about some trade targets, uh, both players to trade for and to trade away. That will be kind of be our normal Tuesday schedule. So we're going to shift to uh, other waiver wire targets. We'll go position by position and we'll start that right after this. Guys, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet 5 bucks will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's a heck of a deal. Now is, this, now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Matt, let's stick with that running back position. We already talked about Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and Melvin Gordon as targets. Um, let, let's look at some other running backs that could be options here. Uh Let's let's look at these LA teams because we had a couple of a uh, couple things going on. First, the Rams mentioned how disappointing Cam Akers was, and that was not just his performance that, but that included his opportunity because Kyron Williams really looked like the true number one for the Rams. He played well, fifteen carries, fifty-two yards, and a couple of scores. And it wasn't until late in that game, uh, until until Cam Akers actually saw a significant opportunity. He kind of put the game on ice for the Rams, but it was really Kyron Williams doing all the work. What did you think about that Rams backfield, uh, both Williams and Cam Akers? Sure seemed like everything you just said was true. And we've seen Cam Akers get in Sean McVay's doghouse before. I don't know what the sticking point is there, but I do know that teammates teammates and coaches love Kyron Williams like coming out of Notre Dame he was like a big time team leader he loves to pass protect he does the dirty work but he's small and he's slow (laughs) you know I mean yeah that's not great but volume's king and if he gets 15 you got to pick him up yeah absolutely he's got to be one of the top targets uh, on the waiver wire if he's on your waiver wire uh, maybe the top guy Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's, it's really tough to say. You know, I feel like last year they were ready. The Rams were ready to replace Cam Akers with, with anybody off the street and honestly just didn't have uh, didn't have an option at all. Kyron Williams was uh, a rookie at that time. And, uh, yeah, now, you know, a season under his belt, they might just be ready to uh, truly move on from Cam Akers. And uh, we'll see if there's any – um, you know, see if there's any blowback. I mean, Akers has made it clear in the past that he wasn't happy with uh, with the leadership on that team, and mm-hmm. and and McVeigh has, made, has uh, sent sent those same feelings right yeah. back to Cam Akers. So that'll be a, a situation to watch. But Kyron Williams is a target. Josh Kelly on the other uh, LA team, the Chargers had a nice week as well. Austin Eckler certainly did, but Kelly ran the ball 16 times, 91 yards, got into the end zone as well. And now there are some reports that Austin Eckler might be dealing with an ankle injury. Again, that's going to be a wait and see if that's uh, something we should really be worried about or just uh, just some early season precaution. 
Uh, either way, though, Kelly is a guy I want to grab and uh, hang on to, be it because of injury or just maybe a shift in um, offensive mindset where we we see two running backs more often than the Chargers have used in the past. Yeah, and we've got to remember there's a new coordinator there. There's a new way of thinking. Elliot, or, uh, uh, Eckler is not a young guy. He's not a big guy. I'm sure you want to save him as much as you can for the playoff stretch and stuff like that. Um, we've been wanting a number two power back to emerge in this backfield for what seems like a decade, and maybe yeah. one has, and I like Kelly coming out of school. Jump all over him. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's A.J. Dillon, you know, even when Eckler's healthy. If both of these guys are on your on your waiver wire and you're choosing between them, Kyron Williams, Josh Kelly, who's who's your primary target there? I'd say it's close, but I think I prefer Kelly. I think I just liked him more as a prospect. Okay. Uh, a couple of the running backs. Yeah. yeah, I think I would go Kelly as well. Okay. Um, I mean, the allure of, of Kyron seeing the, the heavy workload is, is, is tempting, but man, as, mm-hmm. as good as the Rams looked in week one, I still have a, have a hard time expecting that to continue uh, throughout the season. I, I still think this is a bad team despite what they did to the uh, the Seahawks on Sunday. A couple of the running backs to consider, Sean Tucker, uh, five carries, 15 yards for the rookie, caught a couple of passes as well. Honestly, Matt, this is more about uh, how average Rashad White looked and an idea <laughs> yeah. that the uh, the rookie that, that we liked, you know, there, there were some injury concerns with Sean Tucker, but uh, we certainly liked him coming in. Uh, maybe, maybe he continues to eat into this role. Talented guy. I mean, he just fell for medical reasons and not to sound coarse. I don't think we care as dynasty owners that he might not have a long career. I mean, I just want to get through the season with a guy that can play and he was a good player at Syracuse. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Zach Moss, another player to consider. Uh, looks like he'll be back soon. Obviously didn't play in week one. Uh, Deion Jackson did play, but did not play well. Uh, Evan Hull got off to a rough start with a knee injury, another one to monitor, but Moss will be back soon and, and could certainly be the starter for the Colts. Uh, Matt, let's scoot over to the quarterback position quickly here. I don't yeah. think there's any clear ads uh, in dynasty leagues, but um, some guys that I would add as as just in case, you know, maybe try to get ahead of things a little bit. Uh, we saw Josh Dobbs start with uh, with the Cardinals, and um, while he did not put up uh, impressive numbers at all, that team stayed in it against Washington. That was that was just an ugly game uh, yeah. all around. Yeah. But certainly wouldn't be surprised if we see the rookie Clayton Tune at some point this season. He's a player to consider adding, especially in those super flex leagues. In fact, all of these quarterbacks would, would probably be super flex only ads for me. Um, Clayton Tune is one Jarrett Stidham. Uh, we we've kind of heard this buzz that maybe Russell Wilson actually gets benched this season. If, uh, if the Broncos struggle, if he Honestly, if he just plays like he did last year, and that's pretty much what we saw on Sunday. They struggled. He played kind of like he did last year. It was not pretty for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add there. I mean, I'm sure most deep super flex leagues have these guys already in them because they're pretty clear twos, and Brissett and Stidham are making some money and have been around the block. And Toon, I think, 
I think Toon will end up starting games this year for the for the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I do as well for sure. Yeah. Um, so those are some running backs and quarterbacks to con, uh, consider adding. We're going to move over to the pass catchers, and we got to start with those L.A. Rams. Couple big surprises there. We'll talk about those guys next. Guys, I've been telling you this for months now. I've been killing it on prize picks lately. And one of the things that I love about it is I don't have to play against somebody else. You know, it's just me against the number. And prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in all North America. Where they're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, which, again, is my favorite part about it. So instead of battling thousands of other players, you know, pros that do this for a living, pick more or less than a, a certain number between two and five different player stat projections, and then you start rolling. I mean, and so it, it's wonderful stuff. It's the most fun I've had, and you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. Um, it's really, really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit them in like 30 seconds, a minute at most, if you want, or spend as much time as you want. But quick withdrawals, that's always very important. Easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily sports app. Um, they also offer weekly promotions that lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Uh, each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So, Here's what you do. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL, all one word. Use that code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Repeat the offer um, over and over. LockedOnNFL, the, the first deposit match gets you 100 bucks. Go to prizepicks.com and save now. Use that promo code LockedOnNFL. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, check out tomorrow's show. We will continue our new regular season content. We'll be talking about some dynasty player value and some players who may be changing in value after the first week of the season. So check out tomorrow's show. Matt and I will be back for that one. Matt, let's finish up the uh, waiver wire talk and as I said earlier, we've got to talk about these two receivers in L.A., the Rams, uh, with with Cooper Cup on the injured reserve. There was a lot of talk about Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby, and I kind of fell for that, especially with Higby. But uh, these two young guys, Puka Nakua, the rookie, and Tutu Atwell, been around a couple years, uh, but never really made an impact despite being a relatively early draft pick. These guys showed up on Sunday. Puka Nakua, 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards. Uh, Atwell matched that those uh, 119 yards on six catches. He saw eight targets. Uh, clearly, if these guys are on, on your waiver wire, they are both must-ads. But, Matt, are they here to stay? Are these a flash in the pan, one-week wonder frisman jackson kind of deal or <laughs> or can we count on these guys moving forward wow frisman jackson was uh i was with the browns when he was there and now he's a Steeler wide receiver coach i see him at camp i mean crazy oh really anyway. <laughs> yeah, he was a player nice. when i was with the browns he he had that one week and it was week one week. Uh, several didn't, years ago didn't think frizz would come up in this conversation <laughs> 
I think Puka's here to stay. And yeah. frankly, I thought he was more of like a day pick, two pick coming out of college and yep. has a lot of Cooper Cup similarities. I think he's a, a good prospect that they stole in this draft. I think Atwell's too flash in the pan for me. I mean, if you want to pick him up, fine. So there's some deep leagues. I even own him as like my last roster spot. But boy, I, I don't trust him at all. I, I think he's got a little bit too much splash and, you know, too many ups and downs for me. But I like Nakua a lot. Yeah, I do as well. Totally agree on Atwell also. Uh, in fact, of all the players we've talked about, Nakua would certainly be the um, the number one waiver wire target for me yeah, if he's yeah. out there in your league uh, above the running backs we mentioned. Now, maybe that changes if the... Eckler injury is is one that's going to cause him to miss time. Maybe Josh Kelly moves up, but Puka is is the guy I want here. I actually was forced to start him in one league yesterday, uh-huh. which I, I, I didn't feel confident about, but it sure worked out uh, worked out for me. You know, better lucky than good sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. Uh, I think I think Nakua is here to stay. Uh, certainly for the next three weeks, he's here to stay uh, until. Cooper Cup returns to the lineup or hopefully returns to the lineup. Uh, what's Puka Nakua's trade value? If he's already on a roster, if if you drafted him in the third or maybe even fourth round of your rookie draft, would you sell him for a future second round pick? I was about to say, I think a future second is the exact right price, either as a buyer or a seller. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I think I'd probably sell for, yeah, I'd sell for a second, but, um, you know, I like when you, that quick flip when you hit on those guys, or at least it feels like you hit on them in one week, uh, in, in, through one week. Um, sometimes you want to hang on to them, but that's, mm-hmm. that gets, uh, you know, that gets dangerous sometimes. And, and then you end up with a lot of Frisman Jacksons. Um, <laughs> the rest of these receivers here, interesting group. We've Speaking got some young Steelers guys, wide receiver coach. We got a yeah. Couple of those we, guys. Yeah. We've got some Steelers here. Um, so we've got some young receivers who played well in uh, in the first week, and we've got some veterans who I would say surprised a little bit. Let's talk about the young guys first. Calvin Austin of the Steelers, six catches on six targets, 37 yards. Uh, his playing time increased once Deontay Johnson went out of the lineup with that hamstring injury. Sounds like Deontay could miss some time, potentially. We, sh- we sure hope not, but uh, that's a possibility. Allen Robinson on the other end of that, he's one of those veterans who popped up uh, five catches for 64 yards, actually led the Steelers in receiving with that stat line. He saw eight targets. I kind of like both of these guys, honestly. I'd, I'd mm-hmm. prefer Austin just due to age when we're talking dynasty, but uh, especially if Deontay misses time, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Robinson continues these types of um, of numbers, both were quite impressive in camp. You know, seeing them live and you know practice stuff, and it sounds like Deontay is week to week, you know, day to day type of thing. You know, I don't think he'll miss extended time. Maybe he won't play Monday night against the Browns, but here's how they do it: Pickens and Deontay are the starters in two receiver sets. Robinson's the big slot; he's the Chase Claypool. Austin just mixes in with those guys when all four are healthy. They'll give him snaps here and there. Uh, he's also a jet sweep guy as well. But I find it found it really interesting that when Deontay went out, Austin didn't come in as a slot guy and Robinson yeah. go to the Johnson spot. Austin was just a direct replacement for Deontay Johnson, which 
is what he was at Memphis. He ran like 85% of his routes as a outside the numbers, true receiver. He's not just a gadgety slot guy. Yeah, I was going to point out the same thing that you, you look at Austin at his size and and speed. You think uh, you, you think he's a natural slot, and I'm sure he could play there. But he does. Yeah. Um, there was there was a lot made of Robinson really needing to get back to the slot to potentially revitalize his career. So I think Robinson is going to stay in the slot, as you mentioned. We'll see Austin outside. So both of those guys are uh, are waiver wire targets a mm-hmm. few others here that will roll off uh, the veterans Kendrick Bourne uh, caught two touchdowns six catches 64 yards Robert Woods 10 targets caught six of them for 57 yards and Josh Reynolds four catches for 80 yards on seven targets I think Bourne has to be the the top guy here he's potentially the mm-hmm. Patriots wide receiver one uh, my guy Juju just keeps getting worse and worse uh, Bourne Bourne's the guy you want here a uh, couple of, uh, or one more young guy as well, Demario Douglas, the rookie for the Patriots. Which of those veterans are you after, Matt? Bourne, Woods, Reynolds? I've always had a soft spot for Bourne, and I like him quite a bit. I think the opportunity's there. I heard something last year, like he got in Belichick's doghouse because he was late to a meeting or something in training camp, yeah, and you I know something that. goofy like that. Um, he might be their best receiver. I mean, I don't think that's the craziest thing I've ever said. So, Bourne, I well, think, we're has talking, to be on rosters. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking Juju. We're talking Devontae Parker, who was uh, in inactive on Sunday. So, yeah, to say Bourne's the most talented, not, not a stretch by any means. Mm-mm. Quickly, let's cover these tight ends. Hayden Hurst had a nice game. Led Boy, the was it a for, rough week for tight ends. <laughs> yeah, when, oh. when you hear these names, you'll know how rough it was. But, of yeah. course, uh, we didn't have Andrews. We didn't have Kelsey. Goddard gave us a goose egg. Um, Kyle Pitts led his team, but that's not saying much. There was ugh, bad, bad, uh, bad week for tight ends yet again. Mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst, though, had a decent game. Five catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Kylan Granson looks like the top guy in Indy. Uh, he had four grabs for 39 yards. Uh, another injury for the Steelers. Sounds like it's not too bad, but Pat Fryermuth took a shot to the chest. So maybe that opens the door for some playing time for Darnell Washington. And then Donald Parham essentially split time and, and matched the production of uh, Gerald Everett. Parham is, has been a longtime dynasty favorite who it seems like we finally gave up on. And, and then he flashes he had a, a touchdown on three catches. You you uh, going after any of these tight ends or anybody else, Matt? I mean, Washington's a nice stash. You probably already have him. Probably went in your rookie draft, you know, look yeah. pretty late. But he's going to be blocked by Fryermuth, and I don't think Fryermuth will miss significant time. Washington played a lot, but his job was to help block Nick Bosa, and he did that well. Yeah. Um, the only name to mention is I think Hayden Hurst is. I don't say he's a starter, but I think he's going to have volume every week. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, that uh, that Panthers offense, first of all, did not look good, but this is kind of the uh, kind of the mindset of somebody's got to catch it. Thielen struggled. Yeah. Um, you know, the young guys didn't make didn't make a mark at least early on. Hurst is going to be that reliable target for Bryce Young, and that's that's one of those old fantasy football narratives that the the tight end is the rookie quarterback's <laughs> best friend. We hadn't hadn't looked at that one in a while, but maybe this is a time that it uh, uh, comes to fruition with Hayden Hurst. 
So you gotta you gotta target those Rams on the waiver wire. Certainly Puka Nuku is the number one guy if if he's out there. Kyron Williams uh, and the other running back Joshua Kelly. These are the guys you want to focus on. See if you can try to replace J.K. Dobbins, and hopefully he wasn't even in your starting lineup anyway. Uh, maybe you're in better shape than I am on that front. But that is going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.